what's up? What's new? Um, literally nothing. Ever. You you lead a pretty boring life, Shannon. You gotta spice it up. I don't even know how I would do that. Do you have any spices to share? Um, have you tried jumping off a cliff? Um, not recently. I, I don't think I access any no. cliffs right now. They're all on private property. I'm just saying, that's, but... that's one conversation starter, for sure. I mean, either that or walk into a party dragging a dead dog. Why? Why do you have a dog? I mean, you know people are going to ask... <laughs> What happened? Oh my god! It'll, it'll get it'll get things going. You'll have a conversation with someone. You'll make a new friend. You know that can spice things up in your life. So okay, maybe I should just start lying and be like, "Oh my god, Andre! Like today, like I was like walking down the street and this car almost hit me, and then like I was abducted by a man in a hot balloon, and we I found mean, love." Honestly, with your luck, I'd believe it. <laughs> oh man, no, no. Oh. <laughs> uh, Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> um, welcome to episode 10. Oh uh, insert party effect yes. here. Um, episode 10. Wow. Do you remember when we were younglings, Shannon, starting at episode 1 with hopes and dreams? I don't even know if we had, oh, like, did eye. we have any specific hopes and dreams? I think we just wanted to talk about demons. <laughs> we did, honestly. And we just stretched at nine episodes <laughs> too far, haven't we? Um Regardless, here we are. And boy, do we have something for you today. So, everyone. Hi, hello. This is Andre. And this is Shannon. Oh, yeah. This is Shannon. I'm, I'm... I'm keeping that. I'm keeping that in. Okay. Um, <laughs> but today, we're going to be talking about doppelgangers. And I have some good stuff for you. You have good stuff for me? So, I I'm do. Excited. I do. So, yeah. So you, you probably already know some of this, but I want to clarify for the listeners. So today we're talking about doppelgangers and what exactly is a doppelganger. So a doppelganger is a, I mean, from the Wikipedia article mainly, which I thought was very, I mean, it was eloquent enough that I could like quote from it. It is a non-biologically related lookalike or double of a living person, basically. Like that's the most technical definition, but then there is the mythology behind it. And the mythology behind doppelgangers is that they're allegedly bad omens uh, or that they signify bad luck. Um, tell me what you've heard about doppelgangers. Um, basically the same thing. Uh, you know, like if you see it, it means something bad's going to happen or you're going to die. But another thing I like is maybe they want to take over your life, which is an interesting concept. I think that's mostly... Honestly go right ahead you want to go to work and you want to take care of the you want to fix the car you want to take the brother to school doppelganger take over my life give me a vacation i feel like your brother can walk to school can't he it's pretty close by um apparently it's far enough that he can't i mean i obviously <laughs> differ and i side with you shannon but um, all right, all right. Anyway, doppelgangers come at me but not really because i am a chicken so um doppelgangers Yes, uh, that's what most people know about them. They're bad omens. Um, no one really knows where they come from, but there are differing theories. And that is kind of what I'm going to be going into today. And then you have a case for us later on, correct? Yes, I do. Okie doke. So, um, again, they're usually seen as harbingers of bad luck. And uh, the what I found interesting that the article mentioned was that apparently ancient Egyptian mythology also had something like a doppelganger. Uh, it was called a ka, and uh, which I guess is translated as spirit double. And it had um, it was described as this 
being that had the same memories and feelings as the real person and looked like them. So basically the same thing, but it's existed for longer than we thought because the Egyptians were saying that it was yeah. a thing. So the Germans were the first. Um, uh, there's also uh, records in Norse mythology of this thing called a Varduga. And it is a quote-unquote ghostly double who is seen performing the person's actions in advance. And I thought that was very interesting. One, because it spooked me. Because I could see in my head what that would look like to me if I saw my Varduga. And it was creepy. It's like, imagine, imagine like, oh my god, how do I put this? Okay, imagine you go, you're walking up the stairs to your bedroom. You open the door and there is you on your bed. But in your PJs. And you're not in your PJs. You just got home. <laughs> and then you're like, what the fuck? And you freak out. And then, you know, whatever happens, happens. Days go by. You haven't seen your doppelganger or your Varduga. And, uh, you know, five nights later, you're laying on your bed. And you realize, shit, I'm wearing the same pants. <laughs> That'll be fucking freaky. For me, it would be I would walk into the kitchen and see my Varduga eating all the food. <laughs> <laughs> um i don't know that, that that thought would fuck me up i was like oh my god like i i it became true um that's basically what this i mean i don't know <laughs> like like specifically how this verduga in norse mythology worked but the understanding that the article gave was that that was basically it that like it somehow it was a premonition mm. but like in a physical form like you could see it right there um, do you think that, that your is... sorry? Go ahead, no, go ahead. Do you think ahead. that your pajamas like went with it too? Like suddenly they weren't in the closet anymore because he was wearing them. Well, <laughs> that's the thing. Like that's why I said like whatever happens, then five days later, whatever. Because I don't really know like what happens when you see a doppelganger. Like, does it just vanish? I hope it kills like, you. Like, I hope that it's intense. You, like, how physical of a being is it really? Because right. I wonder if these things just. Because there are some, like, accounts that I read of people who are like, oh, they turn around and then it was gone. So it's, like, it's confusing. But the way I guess I picture it in my head is these things kind of just, they're, they're really kind of, uh, they're ethereal. They're not, like, fully physical. And so they could just vanish and my pajamas could just go back into my closet for me to wear later. Um, I don't know. Almost like like they're, they're, like, doing it on purpose to, like, make you think you're crazy. Like, oh, my pajamas <laughs> were back in the closet. What the fuck? Like, this person (laughs) walked away naked. Like, they weren't here at all. I mean, maybe it's already jumping into the science. Maybe it's, like, a vision into the future, not necessarily a separate entity. Yeah, and there's something that I'm going to touch on um, in regards to that later. But anyway, so there's um, basically a doppelganger equivalent in Norse mythology, and then there's another in Finnish mythology, and that is called an Etiainen, and it is, that translates into first comer. And it's basically the same thing as the Varduga, um, that it, it, you can see it like perform actions that you're going to do in advance. Um, and then finally, there is um, like ancient British and French folklore that also has this thing called an Anko, which is another version of a doppelganger. And this one doesn't do things in advance, but like the connotation of this Anko is that it is very much a personification of death. And as soon as you see it, like within a couple of days, you're dead. Ooh, premonitions. uh, Yeah. Yes. So, okay. Now a couple of examples um, uh, that I found really interesting. So, (laughs) 
there was this guy called Isaac Walton, and uh, he claimed that the English metaphysical poet John Donne saw Isaac's wife's hmm. doppelganger in 1612 in Paris on the same night as the stillbirth of their daughter. Oh my god. So, <laughs> so John Donne told this person, Isaac Walton, which I'm assuming was his friend, this story, basically. But to simplify, the claim is that this guy, a poet, saw his wife's doppelganger the night that their daughter was born. But like, born dead, basically. That is a lot. Um... And that would fit into the harbinger of like mm. bad luck slash like death thing that the doppelganger has associated with it, right? That it basically it's a bad omen, and when you see it, it means something bad is going to happen soon. Usually a death. But like, what was the um, doppelganger doing? Was it just walking around? It was just walking around. And that's the thing about a lot of these that, um, like the doppelganger encounters will usually be very like in passing, but the person like knows for mm. sure what they saw and like they can see that it's them even if it's only for a second i mean you could recognize yourself right yeah. obviously so yeah. you know um i mean in- go ahead one time my um, family my extended family recorded a american idol or the voice or something and they waited for me to come visit uh-huh. to show it to me and in the audience was just me sitting there clapping and i'm like i I've never, I never went there. So I found my twin. She was having a better time than me. <laughs> Wait, what the fuck? It literally you, looked you, like you, me. You actually thought it? Like it was me. I'm not denying wow. it. And let me tell you, I am not attractive. <laughs> wow. Was it Miranda Cosgrove? It was not Miranda Cosgrove. She is half Chinese. Thank you. No. <laughs> I don't, well, I don't think she yes, is. She and totally two, is. No. I am, no. She is? Yeah, I'm like 100% like, like, positive. Like, I could see that on Wikipedia. I, I'll look it up. I think that she's half Chinese. Okay, fine. Um, but <laughs> aren't you like half Asian too, Shannon? I'm like yeah, totally just why I'm saying you're you're grouping all Asians into I one. I'm half not. Japanese. One, I didn't even think she looked Asian. So obviously, what? I'm not. She I looks don't. so Asian. I just think she looks kind of like Michael Jackson. Okay, yes, you are correct about that, which by extension you're saying I look like Michael Jackson. Um yeah, the king of pop, you're welcome, it's a compliment. Oh my god, no, um, it's not. <laughs> but anyway, I think I just revealed I just did like a face reveal for Shannon. Now everyone knows what she looks like. Oh no, you're um, right. She is not Asian at all. Yeah, what? I don't I just don't you, what? I think you like she that. looks Asian. You're probably projecting because people say she looks like you and you know you're half Asian, so you're probably projecting. Also, she looks Asian. (laughs) English, Irish, (laughs) and French descent? Are you kidding me? Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) Back to less spooky things, because boy, Miranda (laughs) Costa. Oh, Riley is a huge fan of her. Oh my god, have you seen... Honestly, we stand her, but like, she has a dead... Like, she has a thousand yards there. I don't know if you've ever seen her in interviews. Watch interviews of Miranda Cosgrove. It's because she's anyway. actually Megan from Drake and Josh. Probably. The iCarly thing was a whole act. I mean, literally and figuratively. Um, anyway, the next story that I have. It is um, about this guy, right? His name was Johann Wolfgang von Goethe. And he was a famous German writer and poet. People might have heard of him. He was a thing. I don't know. You studied literature. Have you ever heard of this guy? Um, I think you pronounce it Johan, but no, I haven't. Okay. Um, <laughs> thank you, not 
thank you. <laughs> um, so this guy, again, he was an author. And um, one day, <laughs> the, the article notes that he was depressed. But I don't think we should take that as like, oh, he was depressed. So he, so he hallucinated something. But but I'll include it anyway because the article includes it. So one day he was depressed. And he was allegedly like riding on this footpath. And... Um, he suddenly faced this mysterious person riding towards mm-hmm. him on a horse and he says that the person that he saw was literally him and in different clothing mm. so that's it uh the figure soon disappeared it rode away and uh goth says that he found his appearance strangely soothing and soon forgot all about it okay. i don't know how you forget all about that uh, but anyway did anything bad happen? Yeah, so eight years later, he found himself riding down the same footpath in the opposite direction to see a friend. And that's when he realized that he was wearing the exact same clothes as a doppelganger had worn. Years oh my ago. god, no. What? I know. Ugh. Okay, which just like completely made me fall down like a hole. I just like sat there after I read this and I just like thought looking at this thing for like 10 minutes because I have a whole full-blown fucking theory about this. Doppelgangers are... Oh my god, how to explain it? They are a glitch in the matrix. They are not another you. They're literally just you, but because the matrix glitch it is like showing... Not to you, but it is just like showing the future. And you just have people who see doppelgangers are just people who luckily or unluckily happen mm-hmm. to be there when the Matrix glitches. And again, the, this, it, this makes it like my theory makes doppelganger encounters like a one in a million kind of thing. Because one, it has to be glitching. And the Matrix has to be glitching. And two, you have to be there. And three, it has to be you that it is glitching about. So again, very, very unlikely. Um, but also, it makes sense that it is very unlikely. There's not like a bunch of doppelganger encounters. They're kind of far and few in between. So that is my... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. When you say the Matrix, are you saying it just as like a vague coverall term for like, um, I don't know, something unexplained in this dimension, or do you actually mean like we're in a simulation? I guess no. I mean, I don't believe we're in a simulation. Okay. So I guess I'd have to like elaborate in my head about what I mean. I just think that it is. I guess. I guess you. I guess I could rephrase it as, um, like two dimensions are clashing, mm-hmm. and when two dimensions weird shit happens and i've said that before about things like shadow people which we'll talk about in a future episode by the way i find it fascinating um i think that shadow people are basically like the next dimension or something accidentally clashes into ours for like a second and so we see these like shadows they're just shadows but they're walking around uh and i think it's just like someone else that's just a normal person walking around in another dimension but because something weird happened for a second we can see them as a shadow in our dimension so that's what i mean by like a glitch it could be like a dimensional thing if you believe in that do you think something like that would be and this is just conjecture do you think we could take a picture of it or because what if it's just for our eyes to see if that makes sense like only we can see it or no i don't think i think we could yes i think we could because i think I think of this the way I'm thinking of go- of shadow oh, people, okay. and there's pictures of shadow people. There's a couple that I think are very real, so I don't see why this will be any different. I mean, th- there, 
they very much like these doppelgangers very much seem to be like manifesting themselves in a literal physical yeah. form so i don't see why you couldn't take a picture i wonder if the doppelganger sees us um yeah well um shit <laughs> i mean that's the thing it, that's the thing this is more complicated than shadow people because shadow people don't um see us you know the understanding is they don't see us you just see them and you get freaked out and then they're gone um mm -hmm. but that's the thing like doppelgangers it's, it would be way more complicated to try to fit it into that understanding because one they're looking at you and why aren't they freaking out yeah. two are they just like an evil twin from another dimension that is visiting because a glitch happened and like it gave them a doorway okay shouldn't they still freak out or say something three um if it's not that and it turns out it's just a vision of you from the future wouldn't it still say something like you know what i mean like yeah like when the guy was riding the horse he didn't see himself from the past right um when the guy was no 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 he didn't no he just realized that he was doing the same thing the doppelganger mm -hmm. had done eight years prior but like i mean i guess if it's a vision it makes sense that the vision wouldn't say anything because it's just a vision it is not yeah. physical so you know i would have to take back what i said if that is what it was then yeah we wouldn't be able to take pictures of it it would just be a vision it would not actually be a physical thing we would just think it looks like physical but it would be like a hologram basically that then that would make yeah. sense why they don't say anything but if they are a literal thing um they either don't say anything because they're like pure evil and they're not actually human or um or that's it i can't think of anything else i mean it would be super weird if you were like if i had a twin in another dimension and he wasn't evil or trying to kill me or like a non-human entity and all of a sudden we like encountered each other for a second i'd freak out why wouldn't he freak out <laughs> But like all these doppelganger encounters, doppelgangers are always just like smiling menacingly uh -huh. or like looking at you and then they disappear. I mean, it, uh, I don't want to like, okay, let's say there's doppelgangers. Well, let's say some of them aren't doppelgangers. Maybe the ones that smile at you creepily are actually like demons or something or something to that akin that are just mimicking your form to scare you. Um, I also want to say, <laughs> uh, what if... So you're you're suddenly realizing, oh, I'm wearing the exact same outfit of that doppelganger I saw. I'm riding this horse on the path. What if in that moment he tried to rewrite time and he just lifts his middle finger and then in the past he sees his doppelganger flip himself off? Communication. <laughs> <laughs> but wouldn't that cause like a like a paradox if he does that and then in the past the doppelganger sees Maybe? that? I'm mean, sorry, the original person sees that. Wouldn't then the original person eight years ago actively try to recreate quote unquote the past by flipping himself off oh. eight years later, which then in turn would cause like a loop? Maybe it just branches off into a new timeline. It's so fucking weird. This is so much. I didn't know like doppelgangers would bring us into so much <laughs> because I have another branch to explore, Shannon, and that is these could be skinwalkers. Again, Ooh. future episode idea. Um, these could be skinwalkers. Do you know anything about skinwalkers? Uh, yeah, they. Uh, I think there's something about cannibalism that turns them into creatures that can transform into animals. 
So skinwalkers, I mean, yes. Um, some people say that they're actually witches, which you're going to love yeah. that. Um, they're actually witches that do like witchcraft and they can become animals or literally any living being. And oftentimes they choose to replicate people to like do harm to them. Um, their voices are always huh. a little bit off though. That, yeah, we'll talk about that some other time. But I thought that this could be it because again, skinwalkers are just humans. They're just witches. But um, they possess the ability to look like someone else. Maybe it could be that. Although that wouldn't explain how the thing, whatever it is, knew to... I mean, it wouldn't explain how the thing has this kind of premonition yeah. context attached to it, right? Because specifically this guy's story sounds very much like maybe what doppelgangers are are the fucking Finnish thing or the Norse thing. They're Vardingers. They're meant to like show you something ahead of time for whatever reason. I mean, this is pretty banal, right? This is pretty like whatever because the guy didn't die soon after and it didn't teach him a lesson or anything so it seems like there's not rhyme or reason for why they do it but it seems like they do it period i feel like the more i think about it the finnish and the the norse were right this is what they are this is what they do that doesn't mean that we know where they come from though i'm still up in the air about that right and then as usual the question is why like why do they want to warn us yeah, I mean, I was thinking that this could be, especially because we're talking about premonitions, right? Like something in the context of premonitions. I was thinking that it could very well tie in with the episode that we actually talked about premonitions, where I said like, well, like why? Remember the girl that like yeah. died in that car accident that you mentioned? Um, like why did she have a premonition? Like why did the universe or whatever force give her a premonition if she was gonna die anyway? Like what use was it? And you were like, maybe there's no use to yeah. it. Maybe it is just kind of a glitch. So this could tie everything that I've said kind of together. Like it could be the doppelgangers are that they're just, they're, they're like a, they're like a glitch and glitches cause premonitions. But in the case of doppelgangers, these are premonitions that for some reason become like a physical, like literal premonition that you can see right in front of you. Mm. Uh, Do you have another thing to talk about or? Yeah. Yeah. So another example was um, Catherine the Great. Um, she um, she was an empress of Russia in the 18th century, and she said that one night uh, she was um, lying in her bed when her servants came to her, and they told her that they thought that she just entered the throne room, so they were confused. And then, like the queen, like got up to investigate, and she found a doppelganger calmly sitting mm-hmm. on her throne. Um, she wasn't faced though; she told her sentries to shoot the thing in the face. Um, the story doesn't really tell whether the bullets said anything um but Catherine died soon afterwards oh my goodness bad omen uh another one is um mary shelley's uh the author of frankenstein her husband um back in 1812 he uh drowned in a sailing accident but shortly before he drowned he confessed to his wife to mary shelley that he had met his doppelganger Mm. many times um yeah, so uh, also, like, one of uh, this guy's friends um, said that uh, her name was Jane Williams, said that he had also seen Percy's um, Percy's doppelganger, Percy Shelley um, doppelganger, uh, like, walk by a window once. And he knew that, like, Percy Shelley wasn't oh. actually there because he was, like, out of town or something. So yeah, um, the one that I mentioned earlier, the goth one, Joe. Uh, <laughs> Johan Goth. He, um, he also had 
a uh, well didn't have a friend see him but um he later like another he he also saw another doppelganger later but not his he says um this guy that like years later he saw his friend friedrich's uh doppelganger walking on the street wearing johan's dressing gown then johan went home was like yo the fuck friedrich like were you walking on the street and you were like and he was like no i'm not Uh, i wasn't um but he was wearing the dressing gown like you know what i mean but like he wasn't out and about so like that is interesting like is a doppelganger Mm -hmm. just like a weird like spirit that all of a sudden like splits off you (sighs) Um, to like walk yeah. around for an hour and it looks like what you look like in, in that moment yeah. like and then it just returns I don't know it's I don't like there's so many things to think about um, uh, the last one is um, Queen Elizabeth so uh, you wouldn't think that this like woman would dabble in the esoteric and I guess she technically didn't this is really her fault it's like she had a Ouija board and like she called this upon herself but um, she kids don't play Ouija boards by the way adamantly against it um Um, i'm not go for it kids anyway (laughs) Um, so the queen claimed that she saw her doppelganger once laying motionless on her bed she said it was almost like a corpse laid out for presentation and uh, she said that the experience was especially haunting because um she knew somehow that um, these appearances were like meant to be a sign of death so she had some knowledge of this which is interesting um again like the article mentions that it, it could have just been she had dementia basically i don't think so i think she was pretty like in her like wits until she died but um but you never know but anyway she saw that she saw her doppelganger shortly after this bitch died so what's up oh <laughs> uh, i don't know i like the harbinger idea um something else that i'm kind of gonna talk about like one of the theories i have is like uh man how would you explain this i guess psychic tension wherein like you're doing something but you really really want to be doing some something else and so like projecting yourself somewhere like when you were talking about the woman who had the stillbirth like childbirth sucks maybe she was like man i really just want to be walking around italy right now (laughs) you know what i'm saying like (laughs) like that's possible um i don't know how i feel about that though because it conflicts with the harbinger thing a little bit but i do think it's interesting and it does tie back into the psychic thing rather than being like a dimensional fracture which i think is interesting too yeah i mean if we ever had to like pin down like one belief that we have about this and decide how like we would go about believing this for the rest of our lives uh, we would have to do the same thing that we do with everything else we'd have to be like what do we actually believe this is and how do we believe it works and then we'd have to like discredit everything else as just people lying yeah um if it doesn't fit because it's impossible to fit in all the theories but if there's a story that credits every theory Mm -hmm. so yeah some of them you just have to think of as lies it's just deciding basically like what you want to believe yeah i also feel like i'm gonna step onto skeptic pedestal just one time and say i mean everyone's supposed to have someone who looks like them at least four people i think in the world right now out of billions i think that's (laughs) like like the eight spiders a year oh that was that was total bullshit yeah yeah um and also you're not i think this is like a psychological thing if you see yourself you wouldn't recognize yourself and so 
I mean, I could recognize myself on American Idol. I'm not saying that was a doppelganger. Like, that was definitely just someone who looked like me. But that was because I was like, oh, like, that's an ugly bitch who's always in my selfies. Like, that's, I was, I was basing it off the pictures. In my head, I'm a beautiful young woman, but I know I'm actually ugly. So it's, it's, it's a, it's a problem. Like, I mean, what do you mean like, you wouldn't be able to Like, your face yourself? can't you see yourself. Like, also psychologically, I think people, when they look in the mirror, they see themselves like 60% more attractive than they actually are as a survival instinct. Yeah. Oh my god. That was well, such a Well, I mean, kill. honestly, like, it sounds kind of true. <laughs> like, I don't look the way I look in pictures. At least I don't believe I do. And then I'm like, oh no, that's totally what I look like. Yeah, but in defense of our faces and our psychology pictures um it's like the fisheye effect like we really like your appearance in pictures might be different because of the lens that you're using to take those pictures and it's like because lenses can be different millimeters it it like it's gonna differ from what you really look like so like looking at a picture and being like well guess that's what i look like isn't always the most accurate thing to do because that's not so you're telling me i'm not as ugly as i think Um, i am yeah i'm like oh yeah true or you could be uglier you know by this theory (laughs) but but what i'm saying is either way not accurate usually because a lens just isn't what a human eye is which i guess really brings us into the conversation of which is like very philosophical of like well who decides what something looks like right like a camera is pretty objective except it isn't because of the lens size which can change how things look it can warp them a little but again like why does the human eye decide what something looks like, right? Because like you said it yourself, the human eye isn't even capable of deciphering what a what its own face looks like. How can you trust that? Um, you know, like sometimes people, there's like a thing where people, when they're angry or they hate someone, they see them as less attractive. So like, mm-hmm. really, can you trust the human eye, really the human brain, uh, which connects to the eye to tell you what something looks like? What oh. the fuck? It's something. What does something look like? I love when I see an attractive guy and then he talks and he just goes down like five points. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, but obviously if I had to pick, I'd say the human eye is more reliable than a camera just because of what I told you about the lens. So, again, I don't think that the camera is accurate. So, maybe don't make yourself feel so bad. Maybe... You do look as attractive as you think you look like. Yeah, I look, look exactly like Michael Jackson when I look in the mirror. <laughs> We're in a Oscar of Michael Jackson. He's a song called right. The Man in the Mirror, right? Yeah, it's yeah, me. Is that you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm his doppelganger. <laughs> uh, uh, oh my god, did you like ever go see him in concert around 2009 maybe? Because maybe that's why he died. <laughs> no! <laughs> Maybe he saw me. 2009? Yeah, How long? 10 years ago? Oh, man. Yeah, I know. I don't want to go yeah, back to that time. Let's not. I know. I know. Okay. But uh, go, ahead. go ahead. Oh, okay. Let me get into a good position. Um, kind of on my back. I'm, I'm doing a more relaxed podcasting today. Got my feet uh-huh. propped up. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Are you ready for this? Alright, so this is actually a pretty well-known case when you look into doppelgangers. The thing is that there's a lot of, I guess, discussion on whether or not this actually happened. And the interesting thing is that there's not really any proof that it didn't, and there's not that much proof that it did. And so it's kind of just one of those things where it's like, well, 
we can choose to believe these these few sources and kind of just accept it or we could just be Debbie Downers and just turn off the podcast now. I mean, you <laughs> okay. already know what I'm going to do so sh- sh- yeah, yeah. Yeah. Come you're absolutely me. right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I hope I don't butcher this name. It's it's an interesting one. So her name is Emily Seiji, I believe. She was born in 1813 in Dijon, France. Dijon, like the mustard. Mm-hmm. So, um, let me see. Okay, so in 1845, Seiji is a teacher. And she's been teaching for 16 years at this point. Um, kind of a younger woman, 30s, I suppose. She's beautiful. She's described as nice and kind. And she gets a job at a boarding school that's just for upper class privileged girls and it's called okay. the new elk i think i i don't understand french so new elk boarding school oh uh-huh. yeah 16 years okay so this was her 18th teaching position in the past 16 years 18th oh my, <laughs> and oh so... my god i think i've like vaguely heard about this uh, okay, i'm sure ahead. you have yeah yeah so she keeps getting fired <laughs> and oh, I think you can probably no. guess why so <laughs> you're like sleeping with the students or something were these like kindergartners sorry oh my god no I think they were like middle school or like freshman girls oh, okay yeah like they were younger girls uh, okay so one summer afternoon Emily is in her class you know whatever she pops out to the garden which is literally just outside the window so I'm sure her kids are just reading or something doing whatever she pops out to the garden to pick some flowers and um, at that point she had been teaching embroidery in the classroom so I guess they weren't reading they're doing embroidery my bad (laughs) Um, so (laughs) her pupils could see her from the window Um, she was just walking through the flower beds you know taking her time enjoying the sunshine instead of teaching like she should be whatever (laughs) yeah what the hell what kind of teaching is that (laughs) okay and there are 42 girls in this classroom and here's what they say that they saw when they looked over at Emily's desk they said there's a ghostly image of Emily sitting there at the desk still working as though she was actually like doing her like you know whatever she does in her classroom but when they just you know turned their heads a little bit to look out the window Emily was still walking through the garden 42 girls witnessed this. <laughs> oh my god. Ugh, I hate this. Yeah, and that's crazy. And so, um, some, uh, some of the students attempted to touch the apparition, and they said that their hands went through her like it was like cobwebs or something thick but immaterial. And mm. over the course of her time at this boarding school, the spectral twin, I guess you could call it, would trail the class at a distance on walks it would mimic emily when she was riding on the chalkboard just side by side to her and um hell like would the teachers no she wouldn't see it but everyone else would like even the her staff members said that they would see it like in the staff rooms and so it kind of this obviously she was fired from this um <laughs> but she and she knew this was an issue like she had been being told for years like 
this is creepy, I don't like this, and from the, the parents of the students, they thought it was dangerous or whatever. So the, so, okay, so was this the first school she was told this um, at this or This is not? just the one that's recorded. So that's kind of where it gets sketchy in terms of like whether or not this actually happens. Like, why do mm. we only hear about the last one, I guess? Um, uh-huh, but I'll yeah. get into that later. So what she said to the headmaster of the school was that, because he had actually asked her about it at one point, she said, well, I, when I was out in the garden, like, I just, I really wanted to be two places at once. Like, I wish I could also be in the classroom working, but I just really wanted to enjoy the flowers and stuff. And so that's kind of the theory of, and, and I guess, <sighs> this is really weird. So she wants to be in two places at once. The, the students report that she, when they looked at her in the garden, it was as if her image was becoming more labored and, like, tired. I don't... The way, like, I could explain it is, like, a ghostly image, like, struggling to exist. The one in the, the, one in, the in the classroom or the one the in one the garden? The one in the garden, which was just her. Oh. Yeah. Dude, you know what I fuck? Oh, my God. This is so good, Shannon. Dude, I, I actually, like, had one more that I didn't tell you about. And it is basically, like, it's going to fit okay. into that theory very well. I'll tell you once you're done with cool. your thing. Um, that left me shook because that's exactly the thing that this thing talks yeah. about. This one story. Um, but anyway, I was thinking, um, what if, like, I was thinking like cobwebs. Like that's so weird. If it was just like a ghost or something, like you would just like go through right through it. Like right. there wouldn't be anything material about it. Um, but like if it's cobwebs, maybe the teacher was teaching in the classroom. She never mm. went out. She just wished she had. So she did. Like, the universe was, like, wish granted. This version of you is now outside in joy. But, like, because that can't survive without its other half, like, it became, like, withered, like, very suddenly. And, like, the classroom one didn't become withered, but because it was losing energy, because it was sharing it with the other half that was outside, it, like, mm, its physical yeah. form, like, became less and less so. Right, and that's another theory is astral projection, which is kind of what I was talking about. It's like, if you want to be two places at once, why can't you? But if you can, it's just that that one version is astral. It's it's in a different plane. It's not material. I mean, kind of, except people can't see your astral projection. Oh, if you really? believe in that. People can't see your astral huh. projections. No. That's something that you either do during meditation or during, uh, like, lucid dreaming. But you can only see it. No one else can see it. Watch the movie in I mean, It's interesting. On Charmed, Shannon Doherty does it all the time, and everyone can see it, so... <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can think about it like that, but I choose not to think about it as astral projection. If you're gonna go, like, with this vein, I think it is, like, scarier. I don't know what to call it, but it is, like, a physical fucking, like, split of your body. I think it's called, because like, I was gonna bring it up, is bilocation. It's, it's where the spirit moves from the body. That could be it. Yes. And so, and so, and because spirits like ghosts, basically, think of ghosts, are things that can be seen by others that would explain why others yeah. can see it. Yeah. 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 But so maybe the one in the garden wasn't physical at all. And the one in the classroom was just barely physical because it was, it was mm-hmm. missing a lot of its essence, you know? Interesting. That's so fucking interesting. Okay. Before you go on, dude. The one that I was going to talk about really quickly was in, in the 17th century, there was this nun, right? Um, okay, so in the, in the 17th century, 
uh, missionaries, Spanish missionaries to the New World, when to the New World, what is now like Mexico, basically. And they found that many tribes in there were already practicing Catholicism. And they were like, what the fuck? Huh. How is this possible? Um, like, because they'd never been there before. And uh, they, like, they did like detective work and they figured out that this nun in the 17th century, her name was Maria de Agreda. She was a Spanish nun. She claimed to have taught Christianity to the Indians by quote unquote, by locating across <laughs> the ocean. Bitch, Shannon, when you were talking about your teacher, I almost lost it. I was like, oh my God, this is the same thing. Um, and, and the teacher is not the only you know case that uses this term. So that's what she said. That's what the nun said. She said that she never left her convent um and only knew the place meaning new mexico um that uh, she had been at as a quote-unquote savage land but that she didn't actually go there and uh her story was you know good enough to convince the priests um and so they believed her at one point they were gonna like um persecute her for witchcraft charges which i thought was so shitty like <laughs> she, she does extra work by ditching indians across the ocean and you're gonna kill her but they didn't they quit her because they were like we love your story we stand we can totally use this as propaganda um like you know like i don't know the power of like the holy trinity made it so that you could bilocate whatever but anyway that is that story that's interesting. I wonder if she was totally lying and some anthropologist went over there and taught them Catholic Catholicism. <laughs> I mean, possible, but like the fact that it matches with I your mean, that's story. that's interesting. It's just... Yeah. yeah. Um, you know what's weird is while you were telling that, the nun, the image in my mind was just of the conjuring. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so there's one more incident I want to talk about with Emily, which was, which is, um, so this is a boarding school, so, like, all the girls live there and stuff, and I guess Emily was helping one girl get ready for a festival, like, you know, tying her dress or whatever, and I guess the doppelganger appeared, yeah. and the girl was so frightened that she fainted. <laughs> Honestly, like, yeah, I would do that, too. <laughs> so, in terms of the uh, validity, I guess you would call it, of this story... It can all be traced back to a book by Robert Dale Owens, published in 1860, called Footfalls on the Boundary of Another World. And so this is kind of where I'm more prone to believe it and vouch for it a little bit, which I guess I don't know if I should, but I don't know. Why not? So Robert Dale Owens <laughs> was born in Glasgow, Scotland in 1801, and then he ended up immigrating to the U.S., and he served in Congress until 1847. And so with that in mind, I think a lot of people in Congress are probably trashed, but also, like, this isn't just some random person writing about this, some dude who served in our government. So I don't know. I think that gives it a little bit more validity to talk about. So yeah, and I thought that was interesting, too, that he was actually hmm. like i don't know accomplished and he also believed in spiritualism which is strange so yeah he served in congress until 1847 so that's that's mm -hmm. something another thing that kind of does vouch for the story is that it emily saji did actually exist like there are records of it and she did exist in that general area one thing that is um mm -hmm. not super helpful is that the school may not have existed it's not very clear the th the main issue is that 
the locations that he talks about in his book don't actually line up with what the locations are. Like, things would be, like, 40 miles away or 80 miles away. Like, it just didn't really add up. Um, so, there's that. What else do I have for you? Okay, and then Robert Dale Owens, he heard of this story by a witness, um, Baron Goldenstubble. Goldenstubble was a psychic who was who he said he was able to conjure up psychography, which is spirit writing, um, without a writing utensil, and he would perform this in many popular places, and Robert Dale Owens had gone there to one of his performances and talked to him, and that's where he learned about the story. And so that's kind of a that's one of the <clears throat> that's like a point of contention of people being like, well, if you heard it from a psychic, like how true can it be? So is it just a tale? I don't know, but either way, it's really interesting one, and it yeah. does raise a lot of questions about what a doppelganger could be or what it means. Yeah, I mean, I want to hear your stance though now. Like after all, all this that you've told me, like what is what what is the thing like? <laughs> um, you'd most like closely associate your like stands with mm. like, which of the theories uh, like what are the things that we've said I think the one that I would be more prone to believe is that it's just a glitch in the matrix like I think that makes sense to me like it could just be another dimension or it's like a glimpse into the future like if if our timeline are li is like literally already decided then yeah maybe it is a glimpse in the future but I think that mm -hmm. I yeah, I just, I buy the science more than just, like, it's an evil demon that's come to kill me, you know what I mean? I mean, the fact that so many people, like, do die after it is weird, though. I mean, there was also the stories of the Mothman and, like, people seeing him and dying, and I don't believe in the Mothman at all. I mean, I mean, one, Mothman is real and he's coming for you tonight. Two... He's um, so not real. <laughs> he's gonna moth all over you. And two, I'm uh, <laughs> um, I guess it could be a coincidence. Like the deaths could be a coincidence. You could be right. It could just be a glitch in the matrix, and the people who die could just be because they're gonna die soon anyway. I mean, notice that none of them say like yeah. he died the next day. They'll say like he they die soon after, and like you know what I mean. Like that's yeah. that can happen. Um, there is so so I would side so well. Equal parts with that and equal parts with the bilocation. Like, what if people are mm. just wishing, like, that they were somewhere else? Like, the the guy, like, right? Like, Johan, maybe he, like, <laughs> um, wished he was riding a horse that day and it just took him eight years to finally do it. Um, <laughs> like, damn, you know? Um, you know what's funny is you're, you were so against all the psychic stuff and now you're totally on board. <laughs> I mean, am, am I again? Is this psychic? I feel like it like, is. By location, like, that's depending on something coming from you. Like, you want to be somewhere else, so it has to be operated from within your brain hey, or spirit. I don't... I No, I think I said that, like, I don't believe in people having, like, predictive powers. Okay. That's Because that's really what I mean when, when I say psychics. When I think of a psychic, I think of someone with a crystal ball and they're trying to tell me the future. I don't believe people can do that. But I did say, I remember in that episode that I believe in telekinesis. And I think this is more akin to that than telling the future. You know, like you can move cups with your head. Maybe you can like make yourself like be somewhere but by the power people of your mind. You believe in telekinesis? How come we're not putting of this course. to the test? Yeah, MK Ultra. Hello. Why don't you go move something with your mind and record <laughs> Girl, it? 
I have tried. I've tried I one. I cannot handle the image of you sitting at your table trying to pour orange juice with your mind. <laughs> Especially when I was like little. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I believe in it. Like, there's a lot of MK Ultra shit which talks about it, and I just think is like that's a whole other topic though that like, <laughs> we might or might not touch on later on because it gets like pretty like down the rabbit hole kind of shit but like yeah there, there's there's stuff out there like that the government was like oh this was never a thing and then recent in recent years they were like no mk ultra did happen and obviously they didn't release documents that were like we made people move things for their minds but there have been like for decades witnesses who were like yeah they made me do this and they tortured me and i can do telekinesis but i can't do it anymore or whatever but the point is that i did it and amic ultra was real and this and that um and those people were saying this shit before the government was like amic ultra did happen we're confirming it um so again like when they did confirm it they didn't release any documents that like like um detailed what went on in mk ultra but like there had already been people outspoken about it for years so if you put the pieces together it looks like these people are now believable and what these people were saying were basically was basically telekinesis is a thing so that's my main thing for why i believe it uh but anyway back to the point i think telekinesis is more akin to this biolocation thing um than like biolocation is to, to like seeing the future i don't think it, yeah sorry the government just broke into this house and took me <laughs> They heard what you were saying and they didn't like it. <laughs> um, so, uh, okay. I mean, they're listening to us anyway, right? Are like, they? Are they one of our listeners? Hi. They're listening. They're one we of our listeners. You. Like all the NSA is one of our listeners. They're listening. They're listening through my phone. They're oh loving God, the podcast. Um, they stand scary talk. So, um, um one yeah. thing. Sorry. I was thinking, because I actually haven't seen it yet, but Jordan Peele's You. Is that Doppelgangers? Is that you what's mean, going on? You mean Us? <laughs> it's called Us, Is it girl. Us? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry, Jordan Peele. <laughs> no, I, I haven't seen I'm it. I'm not that educated. I'm, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it with David on Saturday. And um, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited because Get Out was really good. Apparently, this movie is really good, too. And yes, it is about Doppelgangers. Ooh, you might have heard. Okay, good. I've, I've tried to stay away from spoilers, though. Yeah, me too. But I mean, honestly, like, the trailer, like, watching the trailer, like, what else could it be about? Uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe demons? You never know. Maybe maybe demons? Like, I thought maybe robots, AI, mm, some evil company hungry, made replicas of this family. Yeah, so, like, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of things you could think about. But yeah, Doppelgangers makes a lot of sense. And the, apparently that is what it is about. Interesting. Um, good, good. So I, yeah, so I was surprised when you, like, brought it up last week. You were like, let's talk about doppelgangers. Because I don't no, think you I did didn't. that on purpose. No, I've actually been thinking about that for a while. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I wasn't sure if it was doppelgangers on that, but that's cool. Much. Yeah, don't think about it too much. Though, you might yeah, and then I'll just die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um... Oh, 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 another one. I just this is this is this one's just one that I just know of from like I don't know hearing about it. But um, did you know that uh, Abraham Lincoln apparently like saw his doppelganger like soon before he died? I heard that yeah. too. Isn't it interesting that Abraham Lincoln has all this like connection to the spiritual world? Yeah, like apparently he was very open about his like interest in the paranormal uh, to like his friends and stuff. We stand. 
Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, which is kind of weird because he was like totally closeted his whole life for some reason. <laughs> like, literally, like you thought he was gay? No, he he is. He's he was cheating on his wife with his security guard. It's like an actual thing. Girl, you know that. Yeah, it's what? actually from an episode I've on American Dad, but it's totally it. real. I've it's never totally heard real. Look it up. He's gay. They have like love letters. <laughs> I'm shook. What? Wait, how have we never heard about this? You know who's know. really gay? Honestly, you can come for me. I don't care. David Archuleta. Um, Wait, did you say... <laughs> repeat that whole sentence to me. I said, because like this Abe Lincoln thing, what you just said made me think about something, uh-huh. about someone else who I think is closeted, a celebrity. David Archuleta. He's closeted? I thought that he was like out and about. No, no. He's he's in the closet. Uh, I, I think. Yeah, I think he's he like, is too. He's like super mormon i think i may have like brought this up to you before because i actually like really like yeah. <laughs> like i like his music um and everything um but uh but yeah yeah like i really think that and usually my gaydar is like pretty good uh and i went to see him live once and i like i was in a meet and greet with him and i just like you know i, I have my reasons yeah. basically um especially because like i've met him and so yeah yeah, yeah. And- i just <laughs> It's like throwing some shade because you're reminding me to do that. <laughs> you know what's funny is like I think the Mormon community actually has a very large gay community, so it's just I mean, one of those I, things where it's like they don't want you right? to, but if you are, it's you like, are. It sounds paradoxical, but like it totally makes sense because there's a lot of people who like hate being gay and so they repress it and like what better way to repress it than like become part of a religion that exactly. is like so suppressive of that, you know? Um Ooh, we're getting so political. Ugh. Anyway, okay, there's a whole article on Wikipedia titled Sexuality of Abraham Lincoln. I'm going to have to read this after the episode because I'm shook. I didn't know anything about this. A lot of people don't, um, which I think is interesting. It's like, why? Why? Why can't we just share the love? Let everyone know about Abe. That is so interesting. I'm going to read this for sure. Anyway, um, yeah, apparently uh, he saw his doppelganger in like a mirror one time, uh, but like he saw two faces in the mirror like mm. so like he was looking in the mirror and then there was like a face right next to him but it was like more pale and ghostly that's what mm. i remember from it um and the, basically the wife was like oh i'm i'm interpreting that as a bad omen it means like there's two of you so there's gonna be two terms like you are gonna get reelected, but mm. the second one notice abe how he looks so ghostly and whatever my love, that means you will die before your second term ends. So... Oh, she knew about did. the affair. She was coming <laughs> for him. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Dude, like, conspiracy theory. What if, like, the doppelganger thing was real? He did see it. But the reason Mary interpreted that way, uh, his wife, was... Or actually, his wife's name was, like, Jane, wasn't it? <laughs> no, it was Mary. It was Mary. Sorry, it was Mary. Um, was because... Um, she was already planning to kill him. She hired the the the, the assassin um, because he wanted to kill Abe because she knew he was cheating on her. Okay, with the government is knocking and they want me to stop recording. <laughs> <laughs> they want me to come with them in a white van. Does the sound on the up and up? I am. I am. I am not saying Mary was concerned <laughs> with the government at all. By the way, so that wouldn't make sense. I think she was just, you know. What's the saying, like, hell, like, new, no, rage, like, a woman's scorn or something like that? Hell, new, yeah. no, fury, like, a woman's yeah. scorn? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Read that Wikipedia page and let me yeah. know. Maybe she was okay with it. Maybe he was bi. <laughs> 
Um, the, the like the first line from it says that he apparently had a allegedly people who looked at the time described him as having a detached relationship with women. So, um, look, yeah, yeah, it looks promising. But I'll read it. I'll let you know. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, God knows what we'll find. Maybe we'll do a whole episode. On this, this episode went in a lot of different directions. I know. I love it. I love it though. Um, we'll we'll see what we do for next one. It should be something similar because this really made me think. I really like expanded into a couple of different branches, and I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I like so, I like new theories, you know. Yeah, and this doppelganger, like man, like it really like made me shoot for like a lot of different theories, and I'm still kind of like thinking about what I want to like settle on. Um, yeah, my location though is is pretty good, but um, anyway, guys. I hope you liked this episode. Um, if you have any suggestions for what we should talk about next, which actually, Shannon, I have received a couple of the uh, suggestions in our DMs. Ooh, I'll let you know. By listeners um, or like someone you hired? Uh, by listeners. Oh my god, so, amazing. Um, yeah, so guys, if you have anything, DM us. Again, we're on Twitter at TalkScary. You can also leave us a um, review on our podcast on any podcast listening platform, uh, whether it be Apple Podcasts or Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher. We are on our heart radio now. Um, you can find us everywhere as Scary Talk Podcast. So again, leave us a review or a request or whatever. Um, and we will see you next week. Shannon, anything else? Let us know if you see your doppelganger. Let me know if you see me anywhere. I'm not supposed to be. You, you will know you're seeing her because you already know what she looks like. Remember? Yeah, that? exactly. Describe it to a Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hot take: Dancing Crazy by Miranda Cosgrove is a fucking bop. Okay. Uh, you need I like to about this. you now. I will. <laughs> about you now. All right. But it's a cover anyway. It's not even her song. It's a cover like from the Sugar Babes. Anyway, I'll send you a link to this song. It is a bop. It is an Avril Lavigne song that she just gave to Amanda Cosgrove. We need to start like a music podcast because I have so much to tell you. But long story short, have you heard it? You've heard heard it? I think I've already heard the conspiracies about Avril giving her all her music, right? Is that a real thing? Not all her music, but like a lot of music. And the fact that like allegedly, like they barely bothered to take Avril's um, vocals out from like Avril's demos that she gave to artists and so artists like Miranda like leave a lot of that background vocal there and that's not really like accurate to Miranda's talent or voice is it so that's a conspiracy theory I don't know if I really believe it but um I do think it's cringy how much Miranda I'm gonna sing you this song I think it's cringy how much Miranda Cosgrove like tries to sound like Avril Lavigne in that song she even fakes a Canadian accent I'm gonna send you this song Everyone go listen to it now. Yeah. She goes like, everybody's dancing, dancing crazy. It is crazy. So, um, I mean, I love it because it reminds me of an Avril song because it literally is. Um, If you've listened to What the Hell, it's basically What the Hell 2.0. I mean, seriously, go listen to this song. But um, This should be our theme song. Oh, my God. One, no, I'm not getting sued. But two, yes, I would love to. Um, But anyway, um, Avril Lavigne is dead. No, she's not. But... um, (laughs) <laughs> everyone Miranda Cosgrove Dancing Crazy go listen to it tell us what you think alongside your request for the next episode I am Andre and this is this is Shannon this I is remembered Shannon. my name this time I know good job and uh, <laughs> don't let the bed bugs bite don't eat any large meals before bed and we will see you next week goodbye bye